0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, May eighth, twenty nineteen. I'm one of your hosts on this beautiful Widow Wednesday, Greg Miller, <laughs> alongside Fran the III, the best hair in the business. Good morning. How are you, sir?
1: All right, filling in for Gary, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I yeah, tried I to. Guess throw, I tried <laughs> to. Guess so. I tried to attack him and you make fun of because I came off the airplane. Yeah. landing on Sunday night, ran into him in the airport. I was like, are you not on the show this week? And he's like, no. And he's like, I thought I told you. I'm like, yeah, eh. not, And then I, I mentioned it, and Andrew's like, no, he totally told you. I'm like, oh, oh damn. Thought that's I had all right. Him. thought Good. I had him dead to rights. So didn't. Good news for me. Great I mean, news for love you, Gary, Fran. Or should I call you the new co-host of the Destiny <laughs> Community Podcast? Congratulations, Fran! Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate Trader. that. Yes. Boo, traitor Indeed. I am, uh, I am back on a weekly Destiny show on
1: Thursday nights at 6 p.m. Mm. DCP underscore live. They got an underscore in their name, too. Yeah, well, that's how you got yeah, to do it. That's what the do. cool kids have, it, right? Them yeah. and Nick. But uh, it'll be good to be back on our weekly Destiny podcast. Sure. I'm actually doing Fireteam chat before over at IGN. Never uh, heard of it. I would happily do it, but, you know, they're not going to pay me. Plus, I got to go all the way down to the office. And you got to talk to Destin. And I got to talk to you Destin. T- you kidding me right three now? three reasons not Ooh, to do that. That's those three strikes and you're out, Fran Mirabella, not doing that. Destiny will always be a part of my life
0: that's the problem is because the other night of course Scott Lowe text and he's like hey I see you're playing the division and I was like oh, I'm yeah. actually watching a movie but I'm getting ready to get back into play uh-huh. division and he's like let's do it I'm like cool went to check on your twitch stream of course there you are playing destiny I two. know I pop in the chat I'm like hey Fran let's play the D- division two you totally didn't see it I left <laughs> and, then I, and, then, and then I came no, back I was le- talking to you for a while last night I came back oh. and I was like hey stop playing this destiny trash oh, and ago. play some goddamn <laughs> division <laughs> all right
1: well, we got you VIP'd in chat now, too, because I missed I you saw last. It. yeah, game. yeah, I need need exactly. the okay. help. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Of
0: course, if you don't know, Fran streams pretty much every night. Twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore. Thank you, Greg. There you go. No problem. Yeah. so I'm here for. I'm That's right. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff to talk about, including some division stuff. Also, a new John Wick game from Mike Biffle, mm-hmm. EA Financials, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games with your questions, comments, concerns, and everything else under the video game sun Then tune in to watch us record the show live on Twitch.tv slash Games. If you're watching live You have a special job Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong Tell us what we screw up as we screwed up So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later On youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames Roosterteeth.com And listening on podcast services around The globe I was worried Spilled water on my paper before. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> freaking out. I'm like, the paper will be fine. But then I was like, we'll still have that crisp. Will it have it. <laughs> still sounds good. <laughs> I think we're <laughs> in okay Yeah, that's good. I wanted like to do it with you. I forgot. Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. No one's in the mood for you today. Housekeeping <laughs> wow. for you. Remember, friends, on that Destiny Community podcast. <laughs> Every Thursday night, right? Is it yep. live? You watch it live? 6 p.m. Do do?
1: Pacific time live, yes. Okay. Uh, it's obviously podcast services around. Roud?
0: You <laughs> you're allowed to steal well. that on their show too yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll try but okay, it's okay, steal all that stuff we've learned fine, here at uh, remember if you are watching live with us on Twitch or you're planning on watching KFAF after this after that on Twitch.tv slash Games, we're doing a kind of funny town hall we're catching you up on where we're at with all the promises we made in January for kind of funny content and plans if you miss it recaps will be up on the Reddit on the kindoffunny.com uh, I'm sure maybe nah, but maybe somebody will highlight it on Twitch I don't know how that works Yeah, I, I, I put in your chat the other day like a, you, a clip you mean yeah Yeah, I jumped in your chat and you're like oh man I'm so not used to seeing you as Game Over Greg yeah. and I was like yeah I got logged out of the Kind of Funny account I can't get the password <laughs> I like to seeing
1: you in there as Game Over Greg because when people show up yeah. as
0: Kind of Funny Games and ch- I'm like I don't it's know who is. it it's is it's always, always gonna you? be me yeah. oh. unless we're at work and like Kevin's on it or like you know we're doing the shows or something it's always gonna it's be normally, me. Yeah, don't worry okay. about that sometimes
1: yeah. it's me use Game Over Greggy <laughs>
0: But then I gotta log into two things. Right, um, I guess. So. A, a lot All of logs right. going on. I don't, I don't that. Why
1: part. do you even have to log in? Yeah, no, for another time. But.
0: <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Blackjack, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Hims and 23andMe, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> <laughs> time for some <laughs> <laughs> news. <laughs> Five items on the Roper Report. <laughs> <laughs> Baker's we're starting with one. So big, it had to be number one. There's a John Wick video game coming from Mike Bithell. Uh, publisher Good Shepherd Entertainment in partnership with global content leader Lionsgate has announced John Wick Hex, the upcoming video game from acclaimed game director Mike Bithell. Volume, Thomas's Loan, Subservice Circular. John Wick Hex is a fast-paced, action-oriented strategy game that makes you think and strike like John Wick, the professional hitman in Lionsgate's critically acclaimed film franchise returning to theaters worldwide May 17, 2019 with John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. The game is in development for consoles and will be available for Windows, PC, and Mac exclusively via the Epic Games Store at launch. Uh Created in close cooperation with the creative and stunt teams behind the films, John Wick Hex is fight choreographed chess brought to life as a video game capturing the series' signature gung-fu style while expanding the story universe. Players must choose every action and attack they make while considering their immediate costs and consequences. Every move in John Wick Hex feels like a scene from the movies and every fight contributes to your progress on the job and requires precise strategic thinking. Perform well and progress in the main story mode, parentheses, which features an original story created for the game to unlock new weapons, suit options and locations. Each weapon changes up the tactics you'll use and the manner in which you'll play. Ammo is finite, realistically simulated. So time your reloads and make the most of your weapons to you scavenge on the job. John Wick Hex compliments the style of films with a unique graphic noir art design and features the world-class voice talents of Ian McShane and Lance Reddick amongst its stellar cast which with other cast for the game to be revealed later Lance Reddick Zavala. In Destiny as well. I oh yeah, I know. Oh idea those god, people he are. got a good
1: look on Phobos. That guy. Sure. Yeah, That's I it. believe you totally. Sure. I totally anyway. with you right there. <laughs> I to
0: uh, why is this not new dates? Why is it here? It's Mike Bithell, of course. Friend of the show. We love Mike Bithell, of course. And this is such a cool move for Mike because of as they point out right volume Thomas was alone subservice circular games I think us hardcore winky whatever you want to call us gamers right influence uh, uh, not influencers um, informed members of the video game populace know Mike Biffle know the kind of quality work he does and for me to see him get an actual IP like John yeah huge franchise not that I'm not I think he's out there pitching left and right trying to do stuff I think it speaks to where video games are at now as we get Closer and closer and closer to, I feel, what movies have. Where we were just talking about, like, right now, Endgame, right? And yep. the Russo brothers. And we, we on the kind of funny podcast, we were going through what they've announced, or I guess it was in review, announced for, so far for the next run of Marvel movies. Yeah. And they, Tim was naming all the directors they've picked. And he's like, uh, she did this indie flick, he did this little thing. this uh, and, and we're all like, don't know him, don't know him. Yeah. But I remember when the Russo brothers were like, yeah, they filmed some Arrested Development. Like, people know that from Arrested (laughs) Development. You're like, that's just like a great fit for superheroes. Here we are in video games, right, where, you know, Mike Biffle, a guy who's proven he can make awesome games, smaller games, is getting a major IP, right? A third major motion picture with Keanu Reeves. They're getting in there and getting to do something. Yep. Yeah, I mean, just for the exposure,
1: obviously, uh, I think maybe is what you're driving at, but it's like... Whether or not it's perfect fit for John Wick, I don't know. The but game, the games, it sounds a little like volume, maybe. or I don't know. I didn't
0: get to the ladies, but I mean, when you when you watch uh, Kevin, you want to bring up the trailer? Oh uh, uh, yeah, sure. For sure. It. I didn't yeah, John I didn't to uh, John Wick Hex it just dropped. Uh, when you look at it, it very much looks like a Mike game because Mike games aren't. I've never. I would never say are. You know action oriented we're doing this frantic combat and i think if you're hey make me a john wick game right cool we're gonna have bullet time we're gonna do this we're gonna do that yeah you Act- look at this thing right and what it is is like it's really a strategy game and the way yeah. that like i think we joke around about how telltale's batman had you go through and like pick what you wanted to do this mm-hmm. one is in the moment to moment like what do you want to do and there's all these systems that pop on screen when you hover over it yeah. and you get ready to make your move it's coming up here in a sec, Kev, the actual gameplay. But you see it go through, and it's like because if you're an audio listener, you don't. Um, this isn't planned for you. But right now, you're getting this trailer that is very cinematic. It does have that art style. It does. Yeah, it looks like John Wick, right? Seven but then, slash then, it, comic then it, it actually goes into the gameplay here as it runs through. That's cool, Mike Bithell, and you're going to see a whole bunch of PC menus pop up. See, like so, Kevin can you give me a scroll back and pause. Okay, it's a little, yeah, it's a little closer, I'd say, to the it's, third person character. It, like. it reminds me a bit. I mean, this is just at a glance, right? But look at it. It looks like. Um, a tactics game. It looks yeah. like Child yes. of Light. It looks like, uh, to an extent, an XCOM. Cool. Where at the top yes. you see the right guard surprise move move. Like you see what the other characters are about to do, and then you see where you go, and you piece together what you want to do. Yeah, so right there for game. for a pops up. Simulating. Right, you see the mouse hovering, and what does John want to do? Does he want to shoot? Does he want to throw his right. gun? You see that that ha- you know costs health. It costs time. You actually have to go in there. Ah, uh, those are currencies. I think John Wick. You, I would think when I when if you were to tell me they're making a John Wick game. I'm going to stop and basically think, like, my name is Pedro, right? That Devolver's you're getting ready to publish. Which is bullet time, run through, shoot everything, yeah. kick tables. And yeah, it's like, like, make it Max pain. Why not? Exactly. That's and and you look be. at this, and it's like, oh, what an interesting way to take this thing that's known for you 're as badass that can you know yeah. basically curve bullets like wanted you're actually getting in there and you can you, uh, survey a scene and know exactly what mm-hmm. you're about to
1: do yeah now that I see the trailer I, it's making a lot more sense like he's strategically piecing together how am I gonna approach this yeah. fight you choose stuff you want to do I have to imagine it plays out yeah with some of the cutscenes that play out so you get some of the cinematic nature that was the piece I think at a glance I wasn't sure with the business style games sure. if you'd get all this cinema look but it looks cool I yeah and i
0: mean again it's just awesome to see mike get on that and i think it it, it speaks to what i want marvel games to do as well wherever we talk about that we sure great yeah you're working with insomniac you're working uh with uh the avengers team crystal uh give it to a smaller thing camouflage yeah, is a great th- move camouflage for playstation vr right uh doing iron man that's a oh, small yeah. team making a smaller game what did they do before cool. it? They, they did were- uh republic Remember it was Ryan Payton. He did some yes. Metal Gear stuff yes, before yes. then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's cool to see our industry and the developer side of it taking seriously enough that now you have brands and IP going like, okay, cool. Let's just not let's not make Oh, let's not hire a team to make something from scratch that isn't going to be good let's not try to do a, a licensed cash in grab mm-hmm. money grab let's get it to somebody who's cool and can do something cool with it yeah. I imagine everybody in that boardroom was like we want to make a John wick game make it fast and crazy and guns and then Mike Bithell walks in with his little British yeah. accent you know what I mean yeah. he's all covered in the chimney <laughs> suit like he always is from being over there working in the UK <laughs> he's like "Oh, my that- fucking games
1: for oh, you." you got- that I yeah. knew
0: it was coming uh, no, I, I totally agree. If, if they would be a little
1: less protective, actually, I think of you know the big movie franchises and let some of these very talented smaller teams you know work on stuff that's a little more inventive. Yeah. Not that I don't want to see like you know like control and and that team up there at Remedy yeah. doing a John Wick oh, game. Sure, yeah, I'd be yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yes, hundred percent makes sense probably. Um, although I like seeing them do original stuff, yeah, which yeah. is another side effect. But seeing people um, that make sort of. Different style games like Jonathan uh, Blow and like the Hades team and all that. Yeah, right? man. That God, right? It would be Giant. awesome to see them get a cool big franchise, maybe a comic franchise. Exactly. Right. right?
0: And that's what you're talking about. Let's yeah. See, what, see what Supergiant could do with that. What Jonathan Blow could do with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool time to be making games. Congratulations. Yes, to you, Mike Smith. We love you and appreciate you. Number two. Let's talk about E-I-O. E-I-O. EA Ooh, financials. Uh, we have three different people reporting on them. There was a financial earnings call from EA and everybody broke something different out. We're going to start with Brendan Sinclair over at gamesindustry.biz who writes, Electronics, Electronic Arts ended its fiscal year on a sour note. The publisher today announced its results for the fourth quarter of its fiscal year 2019, revealing revenues down 22 percent to 1.24 billion and net income down 66 percent to 209 million. However, net booking for the quarter were up almost 9 percent uh, to 1.34 billion. Of course, the big the big stars of this talk of the fourth quarter, right, uh, and the fiscal year were Apex Legends yes. and uh, Anthem yeah. uh, coming out to actually run anchor on that, right? And it appears disappoint. No yeah. shock there. I think everybody knows where Anthem ended up. In that it would have hurt him in the bottom line area.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a. This is a fiscal. Are the? Is this a quarter to quarter comparison or a year? The publisher on today year?
0: announced its results for the fourth quarter of its fiscal year. 2019.
1: Okay, so my my. In other words, I. Didn't realize if those comparisons are quarter on quarter or the last year oh, versus if they were this year. Oh, fiscal year
0: versus fiscal um, year. Yeah.
1: But either way, the numbers uh, we already knew. We've been watching the reports from EA, and they haven't been coming in um, as very positive. I think it was a question for sure of like, oh, is Apex Legend going to dig them out of this hole? Yeah. I don't. You know, you can now see the numbers. Like one game releasing for um, what about one month or what month and a half within the fourth quarter is not you know so I think th- This
0: is getting reported because. It's the end of the fourth quarter, but it's ended their financial year on this fourth quarter. Recently completed fourth quarter. Maybe it is just fourth quarter. Yeah. In other words, it should have said right. Uh, oh no, it, that. So what I just read was fourth quarter, and then it says for the full year, EA's revenue was down four percent to four point nine five billion. Bookings were down five percent to four point nine four million. Did it have the um, net income or net profit in there? Net this- income was uh, uh, was off just over two percent. Was off just over 2%. So it was down 2%. Down 2% year 1. on year. To 1.02 billion, yeah. So I think
1: year on year. That's what's interesting to me is like, okay. You also are talking about holiday season, if I got my quarters right here, right? So, sure. it's about through December. Um, well, we're talking beyond that, right?
0: Because they're talking about fiscally beyond. Uh, it would, so, it'd be like... What, what I mean it's, for the
1: quarterly numbers, right?
0: Yeah, but like that the reason we're including Apex and Anthem, right, is because it bled into this is year. Is it's now... Meaning, the report is of this course, all I'm
1: saying, but you're right. comparing it with, with previous years. Anyway, I guess the main point is, first of all, it doesn't surprise, uh, Apex sounds good overall. Sure. And I know there's more in here uh, that I think is really interesting, but... Outside of Apex, you know, I kind of wonder what right now they're counting on bringing in the dough. And yeah, Anthem was—I think they were hoping—obviously would be um, bigger than it was. It was, of course. if I recall, sales. It was in the top fifteen in the last report we had read um, on the show in, in terms of March sales or something like that. So it wasn't like a bomb. Sure, but top but 15 was, isn't even where they wanted to yeah, be. Definitely not the I critical scores. I got that right. You kind kind of dot
0: com slash you're wrong. Where was Anthem in, you want to do March or you want to do... Where, where's it been only, in
1: NPD? I think we only have March. I don't think we have Well, February,
0: March. right? It came out in February. Yes. Yeah.
1: But meaning sales in... March. I see what you're saying. My apologies. Yeah. I see what no, you're it's saying. okay. And again, I don't remember if we read through... We shouldn't have April sales yet, I don't think. No,
0: April sales will come in the middle of It was because Division
1: 2 had topped March, Remember and uh I be- or Fuck you, or it you know what I'm talking about. i know. Quit this destiny podcast, dude. Anyway, There's nothing to talk about. You gotta be more. careful when we're I'm sitting up here spouting out like I'm pretty sure it was this slash wrong.
0: Don't worry about it. But uh, sucks. the next thing about EA though, it came more Apex Legends stuff. This is from analyst Daniel Ahmad who was on the call and was putting this all on Twitter. Apex Legends is the fastest growing new game from EA, over fifty million players. of Apex players are new to EA, focused on delivering new content with long-term service, new legends, etc. Mm -hmm. Plan to release on more platforms slash new markets. EA confirmed later in the conference call that they do plan to bring Apex Legends to China and to mobile devices. Expands the... Oh, okay, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, the free to play business model is a success, and they will look to create more free to play games over time. You can look for more information about season two. That's going to be revealed apparently at EA Play yes. for E3. And on the note, I think I
1: heard there was talk of it being released <coughs> on or around the end of. At the end of June. Season two? Ish, yes. Gotcha. So whether it's the beginning of a July or the end of June, there was speculation they had said something
0: around. Nanobiologist that, so. says that Anthem was number 11 for March 2019 NPD results. Yeah, okay, NPD there we results. go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, I knew it wasn't top 10. Yeah.
0: And in my mind, I thought it was 12.
1: It's close. <coughs> but uh, the number that sticks out the most to me here, yeah. which I think if I'm EA and I'm Andrew, uh, what's his name again? The the CEO. We didn't even have it on there. Oh. Well, anyway, his name's Andrew something. Isn't is it not Pretty sure. No, kind of like, Isn't is one of the guys who left?
0: Guess it's today. Blake Jorgensen, right? Yeah. Is it CEO? All yeah, right. yeah. E well, A C O O and CFO, Blake Jorgensen.
1: Not CEO. Uh, anyway, uh, 30% of Apex players are new to EA. 30% of, let's assume. Andrew that, Wilson. That's let's it. See, see, I told you. Uh, Mr. Wilson. Um, 30% of Apex players are new to EA. And if I'm going to assume that maybe they grab the 50 million players, that's 15 million new people exposed to EA. I would be having a party about that number. Now, can you get them to do anything else outside of Apex? Going to be very difficult. They're probably the same players that play all kinds of games for free. And that's the model, maybe
0: their approach well, to... Well, that, that's
1: is, a big number and get them into... They've got them into Origin now, probably.
0: Yeah, if they're playing on PC. Like losers, into, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, on PC. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. I mean, that. you're right, though, that that's, that's the one that stands out to me, especially on the heels of what we talked about with... Uh, I think it was within the last week. Uh, Fortnite and Epic in the mm-hmm. game store, right? Where Epic Game Store reported similar numbers in terms of double-digit you know, increase of... These are people who have never used uh, any of our stuff before yeah. they've, we, they've never made an epic or what was it they whatever that they're new to the epic ecosystem which yeah. I know is you know the store is brand new but still it's bringing it in, in general people. yeah if you
1: get them to register for an epic account or you get them into the store which is certainly um, epic strategy with these exclusive games and stuff oh yeah we, we skipped on that part with the hex game right but another epic store exclusive it sounds like
0: sure that. yeah
1: yeah um, Anyway, to me, like, first of all, we knew it wasn't gonna be a big uh, increase year for EA. Um, Apex, I think they didn't know. It'll be interesting to see what their, you know, projections and stuff for this year are, especially as well alongside Fallen Order. And then I knew there's a little more detail in here and what else is coming from that. That's
0: right, Jordan Renee, over at GameSpot, says, in the report, EA lists new games for both Need for Speed and Plants vs. Zombies releasing during the same quarter as Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order currently scheduled to launch on November 15th for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. The Need for Speed and Plants vs. Zombies releases are listed as both console and PC games, so they are probably launching on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. But
1: uh, Fallen Order certainly their biggest upcoming property.
0: Sure, and that was what I one of these articles was calling out. I think it was Brendan Sinclair's talking about how this quarter was the quarter ended bad for them for, right? That Q1 really has or yeah, that this quarter has nothing big for them as they gear up now to announce their big sports games. But yeah. they don't have like another AAA thing in the in the chamber that they're getting ready to release. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure FIFA makes a, a lot of dough across.
0: Oh, sure, the, the sports so, games clean up, but it's just that they're not going to be it's it's one of those uh writings going to be on the wall for the next quarter as well. right? Right of like, there's no oh, savior yeah. coming to say get, get. Yeah, them right not now. this summer.
1: Other than how Apex performs, and so sure. But, but even
0: see, Apex has been la- not languishing, but it seems like it's been falling. Yeah, backwards. Oh, that's you know.
1: yeah, that's what I was getting at before. Is the end of the next quarter is the end of June, right? April, May, June. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the end of June, it's either coming at the end of this quarter or right into the next one. So yeah, you're right. The next quarter is not going to look great either. I don't think there's anything happening, but th- after that. Now we're getting into, normally, right, Madden's in August, or I don't know if that's already a known fact, but you got Madden, FIFA, is that normally September or something? I got um, that, who the hell cares? Oh, wow, (laughs) you make a lot of enemies, Greg. Uh, uh, What do you think I do on this show, you know what I mean? But uh, anyway, not that we... You know, I'm not invested in EA, so I don't really care. Yeah, but as would, for new releases, well, <laughs> it, it,
0: this is back to Brendan. As for new releases to help achieve those marks, EA has no major launches in the current quarter. It expects to have its four annualized sports titles, FIFA, Madden, NBA Live, and NHL, launched sometime in the second quarter alongside the EA original Sea of Solitude, with the holiday quarter seeing Respawn, Star Wars, Jedi, Fallen Order, and the new console games in Need for Speed and Plants vs. Zombies.
1: Yeah. You know, Plants vs. Zombies is a big franchise. Can they... In the, you know, it's the hard end to of believe, year, right? It's a big mobile franchise. Has, I don't know how it does. Well, no, on, they keep
0: making Garden Warfares for consoles. Yeah. But like, I don't know how they sell. Well, enough to keep making con- so. Garden Warfares, and people do, I know, get all... Yeah. Maybe, a maybe it's among. good margin,
1: though. Like Maybe it doesn't sell a lot, but it's not that expensive. But, uh, again, I, I think what looks different and perhaps better this year is you look at last year. You had Battlefield. You didn't have Apex. You had, of course, the usual Suspects. Um, it was a... Uh, What's the yarn, Yarny game again? Unraveled. Um, Unraveled. Unraveled. Was two. there one last year
0: was it the year before? That was maybe? last year. Yeah, they had Unraveled 2 last year. But
1: anyway, you compare this year, you have Fallen Order and Apex and oh, yeah. all the sport games in theory and with Plants vs. Zombies. So they're in decent shape and we don't know what else they have up their sleeve. We'll see. But um, anyway, this year probably looks a lot better for them, especially with the new free-to-play Winner well, that is Apex. The, if they can keep the momentum, you know, there's a lot of chatter and about. And that's the thing. That's the, the big question timing. about
0: Apex, right? Is what I'm talking about. As I mentioned, you know, it feels like it's falling off. There's been so many articles about, like, eh, not even articles, but people being mad or this, that, and they the take other. forever. And it did seem They've like, like we, the it burned really bright and then went away. And you know, Vince Zampella has been public, and we've talked about it on this show, right? Of like, no, we're not going to try to do the Fortnite thing. We're yeah. not going to have weekly, almost daily updates because I don't want to burn my team out that way. And we're yeah. not going to crunch that way. We're gonna, we've designed it for seasons. We're going to do it. He did say he thought Season 1's gone on too long, but that's something they're learning, because, again, they're new to this whole thing.
1: Yeah, you also, it's hard to plan for that. Uh, Not that I wouldn't want the same thing. I would love to have more faster updates Uh, when we got the Season 1 update and the Battle Pass. Even that, if you remember, took a while, right? They launched the game with none of that. No Battle Pass then they got to it and you can see they are chasing the timeline a bit but so yes I would love stuff sooner faster uh, especially when you make updates to the meta and all of a sudden people are like man wing wing man that was the gun but I loved you, it no, but then j- there is it. this
0: argument right of like cool oh, I, I, the Fortnite thing's cool in terms of there's always something happening but I also feel Fortnite not burns out but wears out it's welcome in a way in the way that when we were super into it after we all started playing it after e3 and then into that season when it was Fortnite stories we were bringing up because we we're actually super excited and we it, yeah. ma- it was like we had something to talk about because inv- now stuff's happening it's like oh the drum guns have been re the season new season yeah. drops tomorrow i feel like it's there's a fine line between what episodic gaming does yeah. where it's like guess what everybody we, we all love walking dead and there's a new episode and even that we're out it's welcome but stick with me the new episode drops next week or in two months It's going to be interesting to see if Apex's, hey, guess what? Season two, another giant free content update drop is happening and we haven't talked about anything in two months. Is that going to drum up support at at EA Play this year? Is it going to be, you know, obviously Jedi Fallen Order runs away with it in terms of like most anticipated thing. But is it the next one Apex? And they're like, hey, we've been quiet. Here's everything we've been working on for the, you know, since the launch of season one. <clears throat>
1: yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. It, it's There's a point where you trickle out content and it just becomes the norm. And so it becomes the norm. You're like, okay, I, of course there's a new season for Fortnite. Of course there's a new battle pass. So it'll be cool new skins. And it's actually amazing the amount of content they have. It's The counter argument is, even with all that stuff in there, Greg, they can't turn your eyes back to it. Um, but I would I would point out a game like, Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead the Rockstar model they keep you um, sort of with such low oxygen for so long yeah. that when they give you a little bit of a whiff of the real stuff yeah, yeah. after five years you're like oh my gosh and the hype meter is huge I don't but know if that's what you were getting at but well, I, 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 it there's is, a way
0: to do it that's not too frequent sure, but and not I, too far out oh you said you know can they keep it going that way for apex and i think they can i feel like we are in a a way more than ever where it is that we all switch off these games as a service and maybe you don't play all of them but you play a couple of them And it is that like we're going to talk about uh, Division 2 changes that are coming up here in a bit right and they even know that like when I go on there right I remember when we were playing last month and everyone was on that thing and now I'm on there and it's just me and Poe Dameron every time in the kind of funny clan which we also need to discuss we'll discuss later like I feel like if you give people a reason to come back they'll switch off like you go to play a lot of Destiny then you play a lot of Division you continue to go and you play Apex too but Apex is falling off right for you because whatever you're
1: really just time it was because of the Division and because of Borderlands and so I love playing Apex actually and it's the one game I have trouble getting back to. But I know that the for the hardcore players, yeah. at least as close as I've been to it, definitely it's about some of the meta changes and how frequently they're able to balance stuff out and respond to player feedback. They're very uh, slow and calculated with it, but that means making a change, kind of like we're seeing in Division, and then it like takes forever yeah. to make any other change. And I know that, that that is so different than what Fortnite's doing, and that is what is really, um, I think, the sticking point. Um, and there's a bunch of people who, they don't even, want, I think, want to play Fortnite. They just want to see those updates, yeah. the patch notes every yeah, week. Yeah. And, and the other side of that discussion, obviously, is that there's so much work being done. The teams are getting burnt out. And there's been a lot of discussion with the Riot walkouts and yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't necessarily for being overworked. Uh, it's purely. all part of the same thing. It's all thing, though, part of though, the being, same being problem. treated better, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it is, I've seen the conversation, and you guys were talking about it. It's bubbling <laughs> up of like can we keep up with games as a service? And that is where I I really actually respect Vince uh, for, you know, I don't know what the real plan is within the studio, if they're really just too busy on Star Wars, that they're like, well, yeah, of course we're too busy. But um, it's gotta be realistic. And if you're gonna burn your team out, I mean, I don't know. So uh, all I'll say is for Apex, what they need with season two is something pretty big, like you were getting at, more than just like a couple new characters and a couple gun skins and a new battle pass. I mean, hopefully... I don't know, something to draw us back in Yeah, um, if, I you, if you've out. lapsed.
0: Because I, I, like, I, I feel like that's an easy sell. I think everybody who got into Apex when it launched loved Apex and was like, this is a great game, and I love the ping yeah. system, I love go? this. And so if they come out at EA Play and they're like, hey, everybody, here's everything that's happening in Season 2. We've learned from this, we've done this, new map, this, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. And then it's also like, and it's available today. It's Because like, that's always the big thing people want. Hey, guess what? Everybody gets excited at E3, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then you have to wait three more months, five more months for the games. This thing's ready to go right now, and it's free, and it's available, and you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, at E3, maybe what we'll see is it'll be ready in a month, but here's the battle pass. But yeah. it
1: does, I would say it needs to be significant, and, and to end on that note, like, doing games as a service of this type is super hard. I think almost everything we've seen, inevitably, it just drops off. Fortnite, Sure, even, I mean, that's, that's gotta be a cycle. that's how it is, right? You that's just how it, it is. It's almost impossible to keep people's attention, uh, you know, it's it's- it's always surprising at first and you're going to have uh, uh, some growth and then some, um, uh, you know, attrition. a lapse of attrition, player. attrition. Yeah, attrition is, is the word I'm looking for. But uh, Apex needs to do something a little more striking and, and it is very hard to compete with Fortnite. It plays completely differently sure. than it did last season. And, um,
0: I'm, I'm, and, I'm and, and that's the same thing. It was like what we're talking about, right? I'm excited for tomorrow to see what the new Fortnite season looks like. Yeah, what you know what I mean? Like they're gonna drop this thing, and I'm like, I love Fortnite enough, and I know I'm always eventually gonna end up back at Fortnite. So what do you got? Is this the one where I buy your? I actually buy the battle pass and yeah, jump back I mean, in? They, or
1: they've got an advantage right now that they've been changing the map in enough ways that's like interesting. Like they they added the volcano, and yeah, before yeah. it was they added a whole Took side Celtic, of the island with yeah. ice yeah. and a throne room and a castle. Like there's been a lot of stuff that after a while they hadn't done anything. Yeah. Then they started to add a lot hamster balls and planes and yeah, things yeah. that people hated even. But oh, sure. they keep changing and listening, and that's what. You get players to come back to tell you they hate that week and the Not next sure. week, and but they're still there. Where I think, again, with Apex, it's like, I don't know what to expect until, I don't know, I guess it's like July 1st. Yeah. So we'll see. Good point. Mm
0: -hmm. Number three, we have some Persona 5 Royal details from you. This is Matt Perslow over at IGN. Persona 5's expanded re-release Royal will include an extra semester of gameplay that goes, quote, beyond the expectations of those who have experienced the volume of Persona 4 Golden, end quote. The comment comes from the latest issue of, uh, I'm sorry, the latest issue of Weekly Famitsu via Gamatsu, which features an interview with the game's producer Kazushi Wada and director Daiki Ito. Ito, previously directed Persona 4 Golden, and so has experience on developing expanded re-releases of Persona games. The latest issue of Famitsu also explains the new Play Assist feature, which calculates your social interactions in confident levels and confidant levels, and automatically suggests people and places you should visit next. This should help players min-max their characters with more efficiency. In addition, Wada and Ito uh, say that they're making it easier to earn experience points so you can play at a better tempo. The developer confirms that Persona 5 Royal is a standalone game and that Persona 5 save data cannot be used with the game. However, apparently there will be some kind of bonus for those who have the original Persona 5 save data. Mm -hmm. Friends, do anything for you? Did you play Persona 5? It does in the sense that no,
1: I didn't get to play Persona 5. Yeah. And the word a better tempo yeah. making it a little easier like look I don't know how hard it was to navigate around and play through the game a game that I heard is like 100 hours or 100 plus hours depending on how you play it uh, maybe we need Barrett to comment on it but it's a, it sounds good to me in terms of like they're, they're improving the you know the, the critical path or whatever it yeah. is and speeding things up a bit and
0: I, honestly, the better tempo thing is a big thing for me where it was. I remember playing through it and beating the first couple of dungeons and then having multiple days. till the next thing happened mm-hmm. and then like texting Golfar, I'm like, I'm rusty. I need to go back into the world and just grind, right? He's like, yeah, and I'm like, I don't yeah, but it's not something, something to I don't to something I want to do like I don't. I'd rather just keep going with the story and keep it you know yeah. on the move. So if they can do that. That's great. And I know. Yeah, play this just sounds like a, a good feature for a lot of people who are turned around because that game is it is daunting when you're dropped in and you have all of these things that you're supposed to love. like. Do you want to get a job? Do you want to study? Do you want to go see right. friends? What do you want to like? I don't know what I want to do. Yeah, give well, me a suggestion. It sounds yeah. like that's what they're working on, and and some of this other stuff that I'm not as familiar with, obviously. So but hold your horses, everybody. More personas coming. And number four. This is a patent file, so let's not get too Mm -hmm. excited. But Microsoft may be bringing out a Braille controller. This is Rebecca Valentine over at GamesIndustry.biz. Following the success of the Xbox Adaptive Controller and a pledge to continue pursuing inclusive design, Microsoft seems to at least be considering one other type of new accessible control screen. screen. Scheme. I'm drinking the water. It's the coffee, I tell you. Yeah. I get to go through the same thing. If payment. I talk and I drink the coffee, everything's fine. I try to read something, though. And t- no, 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 no. A Braille controller. So let's do the sentence again. Microsoft seems to be at least considering one other type of new accessible control scheme. A Braille controller. Dutch website Let's Go Digital spotted a patent filed by Microsoft and published last week for an Xbox controller accessory that would enable Braille output. The controller resembles a normal Xbox gamepad, but has additional hardware attached to the back of the controller that seems to allow users to both read Braille output and produce Braille input into the game. A patent shows a panel on the back of the controller with nine dot matrixes uh, that seem to be able to form braille letters, allowing the player to read the braille by feeling the back of the controller. There are also six paddles or levels protruding from the back of the panel that seem to allow users to input braille characters uh, to mm. be read by the system. Let's Go Digital adds that the patent says the controller would also allow for speech conversion into input and features a variety of haptic feedback signals. Yeah. Fuck yeah.
1: Go get it. Yeah yeah I think it's cool I mean obviously it's just a patent and who knows if and when those types of things come out but the fact that they're potentially exploring this is great well
0: it seems like it's a legit commitment to them right of making gaming for everyone which is what they said and obviously it can be buzzwordy in marketing but like that's what they did with the adaptive controller and this is a different way right we always talk about you know our friend Steve Saylor the blind gamer who comes on and hosts right and like think about that somebody who wants to play games and loves to play games and I know uh, maybe uh, if you're at home and I'm wrapping my head around this is go I did not Talk to Steve ahead of time that would have required actual planning of the show, which I didn't do. Steve, I know you're watching and listening. Drop me a line if I'm wrong or other instances. But like, I can understand as somebody who's never thought about this before well if I need braille how could I play games right well think about Steve's uh, uh, condition right where he can play the games and see it but sometimes text is way too small right Uh, Mm. using a keypad an on screen keypad is too difficult imagine if it is that you can see the broad strokes of the video game you know what you're playing but then yeah there's you know a message pops up and you can just feel it with your fingers in the back right you go in you want to do you want a quick chat you can quick chat quicker writing with braille than getting on top of the screen or leaning back or trying to. Figure out the right angle for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it may not be every game that it suddenly lets you play, right? But that's the point.
1: It's getting you closer to experiencing, um, you know, the games and maybe the way that you want to and are able to because everybody has different accessibility issues. And yeah, just the fact they're exploring it is awesome. And props to Microsoft. They've been far and away, right? Um, The company that's been loudest about. Yeah, getting out there to the point they're making hardware. I feel yeah, Microsoft it's not with the about hardware. Profit, you Ubisoft,
0: know. you know, Steve, whenever he comes on here, talks about yeah, uh, them bringing uh, him in to be an accessibility, uh, you know, uh, uh, advocate for what how Ubisoft games could be better and built better for everybody. Like there's a lot. This is a, a real movement, and it's glad to see that it has teeth and it, it actually it is getting traction and moving forward. Yep.
1: Yeah, I don't know Braille, so I couldn't comment on whether or not this is realistic or not. But um, again, the idea of it to me sounds awesome. So sure. Hopefully, it's true. I'd be
0: oh, Can you imagine if you did know? Braille? That's just like That's Fran's superpower. cool skill. Hell yeah. It's a pretty, pretty cool man. skill,
1: but... Yeah. Fran!
0: Let's get nerdy about the division two. This is the final story today. Uh, division two did its normal state of the game update. They put out a written version of it as well. Here's what's happening. The division two, yeah, exactly. It is <laughs> the division two title update three is going to be out next week, Fran. However, the raid won't be immediately with it. It will follow soon after. They keep saying, but you'll get update on. You'll get a date for the raid next week. Okay. So di- the, then we can plan it. Title update three is out next week, and then yeah, the raid details to follow. But here's the thing: gear score which you know matters so much in there, Mm -hmm. is not going to go beyond 500, which is the current cap. Yes. Right? And granted, you can push it, but you know what I mean.
1: Uh-huh. And I know you have a lot more to read here, but if well, as we read through it they had said they were going to put 515 in the dark zone I think they're pulling back on it is what I'm reading yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so here we go the reasoning why they're they're capping it at a 500 our intention as always is for players to enjoy the content they love and continue to make progress with their agent after talking about loot and gear score in a lot of meetings chats and video calls with I'm sorry and wa- many whiteboards being filled out with thoughts Notes and graphs. We decided that with all the changes coming in title update 3, increasing the gear score at this point would have created a couple of issues. Gear score 500 items uh, would have been outdated immediately, and all the effort you put into min-maxing and farming your builds so far would have been wasted just as the raid goes live. We don't want to invalidate your progression, and we heard your feedback loud and clear from our community. Your gear and your builds are important to you and to us. The statistical increase in stats would have made gear better, but we don't want the focus to be on constantly chasing a higher gear score, when it should be about finding a playstyle and build that you enjoy. Operation Dark Hours, the 8 player raid coming in Title Update 3, will also provide Gear Score 500 rewards. <coughs> The raid will offer exclusive loot, including new gear sets and a new exotic weapon. Uh, we're very excited for you to experience the first raid in division history, which we hope to be a great addition to the end game. Th- so this is one part of it, right? And the other part was, well, cool. How how do we get more 500 gear scores? They're clear. There are 500 pieces of gear. Yeah. This is how they're clear. Because you get drops that are like random. Yeah. You might get a
1: 483, yeah. even though I'm like 508. I might get a 487, and I'm like, wait.
0: I wanted that gun, but now it's not high enough. Exactly. Here's why they're fixing that. Moving forward to make it clear where to get gear score 500 items, we've made the following changes in title update three. We've increased the rewards on for daily priority hard and challenging missions. Once you've reached gear score 500, those activities will guarantee gear score 500 drops. Heroic mission bosses, stronghold bosses, and bounty bosses, as well as control point alert level four reward containers guarantee gear score 500 items if your average gear score is set at 500. Dark zone contaminated loot does not drop below players average gear score when you've reached an average gear score of 500 contaminated loot will guarantee gear score 500 items we've balanced loot across the board to reduce your chances of items dropping at a lower gear score than that of your character fran we're in the end game now <laughs> you you are one of these minmaxers. maxers you're, you're worried about yeah. How does all this sit with you? What do you think of the news here? Are you mad that it's not going up? I saw the. No. I was watching it live, and the Twitch chat was like, "Yeah, I want higher gear score." Sure. So
1: they did. Yeah. To be fair, they had talked about doing a higher level drop. They were talking about doing it in dark zone though, and and it wasn't as I understood going to be coming from the raid, or we didn't know and. It seemed a little odd to me that it was just in the dark zone, but I know they wanted to incentivize people to get into the dark zone, and I did think that that was smart. However, I actually wholeheartedly agree, on paper anyway, Okay, without playing it, I wholeheartedly agree with this, like, I've got a lot of gear, the last thing I want is to lose, I have an LMG that I have not gotten after many, many hours in any other form at any other level, and so the last thing I want is to get a five fifteen drop, and I have to ditch that yeah. as well as many other things. Uh, it's a lot of burn, and I think you're getting into such a niche of players at that point that it's just asking too much. I actually wholeheartedly agree. Like, keep it at five hundred. We can't even get consistent five hundred drops, like because that's all also been an issue. Like I might just want to like um, uh, level up some of my armor but then I have stuff that's too low and it won't go to 5.15 because right. you can recalibrate your armor up, right? So anyway, I think this is going to solve a lot of issues where you're playing on hard now, that you're high enough, you're playing on challenging. So I like all that stuff. The the one thing that sticks out to me is odd, but I have never experienced this. It's because the game is so build driven versus maybe the gear score and the power. It's really odd to me that the incentive, you know, they're not incentivizing you to go into the raid to get higher level gear. Yeah,
0: right. That's the weird thing.
1: But when you think about it, it it creates the same issue, which is suddenly I'm getting these gear sets and I want to try them out. But then that's it. Like only high stuff comes out of the raid. Now I got to ditch my build that was working awesome. And so I think there's something to it. Um, I've just never experienced that there's no chase for power in the potentially the biggest end game activity.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it seems odd, but I actually, I like the idea to not have to, I can't do any inventory management in that game, man. And that's all that game is sometimes. So yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about
0: this? Um, it's a weird thing because the gear score, I agree, doesn't break it, but it is like, oh, cool. Look, I'm I'm working on this gear set, right? Like, I'm oh, I'm getting yeah. the, you know, the true, the true Patriot yes. uh, gear set, right? And it's like, I'm getting items for it that are below my current gear. And I'm like, well, why would I ever equip this? Yeah, seeing you're not uh, 500 yet,
1: right? I'm, so I'm there, but yeah, yeah, when you get some of this stuff, you're, you're going to run into the problem we're talking about, yeah. which is you'll have old True Patriot set stuff, and you're like, cool, I almost have a full set, but some of those drops now are going to be like 470. And you're like, uh... So to start getting the guaranteed drops, you're going to have a higher chance to fill in those gaps and get everything like locked in and so that's my hope is that the the update goes out, we're able to fill in some of these gaps, get to the level with the items we need, but even that is a tremendous grind, you know. Sometimes you're searching for a type of, you know, gear set and it takes a while to get a reasonable drop. And so it's probably it's probably good they're not changing the gear score, honestly. So it's a th- right
0: call. Here's the big question for us, Fran. We gotta figure out the kind of funny clan on PlayStation Four. Yeah. Because I'm gone, like I said, I'm on there, it's just me and Poe Dameron. Now I'm not it's expecting people to be on there all the time. Also, I don't know how much you, you, you when you look at the clan membership, right? We have all fifty people there on the PlayStation Four kind of funny clan. Yeah. You look at it, it shows the gear score for people, right? There are currently a lot of zeros. In That's a way, a that bug, looks I think. okay, it, okay, okay. It is. It's
1: not uh, so I ran into the same thing. So if you look into your uh, clan menu, if you guys are part of a clan and division, there's a ton of like, it, it would say you were a zero. Fuck that. And I was like, I know that's not true. So it's hard to see who's active and who's not. I know what you're getting at. Because yeah, yeah. I wanted to go through and clean the house. I'm like, all right, if you're How not do we playing, do what do we do? if you're level 27 and you're not playing more, that's fine. But there's people who want to play. Uh, I think because I started to do it, you can actually inspect them mm. and then you can see, I believe. But I didn't even trust it. because. So we need a better way to manage that um, clan system. I don't even know if that's been on their menu of fixes. But maybe the overarching point, Greg, which is like... Yeah. We're lucky enough to already have 50 people in the clan and a voice to the the players and say, hey, make sure that you're on next week so we can play. But um, it is quieting down. It, it plays right into this games as a service discussion. Yeah, yeah, of
0: course. Yeah. yeah. Um, everybody was and super stoked that. for the raid. I don't mind people dropping off to go play something else. It's more the thing of like, I can't I can't separate it from now. Who's gone forever? If you're in the kind of funny division clan on PlayStation 4, r one, and you're never going to play division again or just don't think you play that much, yeah. go in and quit. Go ahead and quit yeah, the yeah. Go, Exactly. Make because some there room for the other best friends. Play, yeah. Especially
1: very, as we get ready for a raid. It's very hard for us to like find a spot for someone quickly when we're going through and we see a bunch of zeros. Yet.
0: Yeah. So yeah. That's Hopefully, maybe Title Update 3 patches that, but I don't know. They, obviously, they were reading through the patch notes today, but it was a very long conversation. I didn't see them yeah. post anywhere by the time we went but, live. Um, so. Maybe bigger than all this as a quick last note is that it's not
1: just about this 500 gear score stuff. This was the new info. The big news is that with this update, there's like new recalibration stuff, uh, how no. you compare stuff. There's uh, a bunch of changes with stats and the way that stuff works. And so people are afraid that you're, that's already another issue, which is why I don't think they wanted to compound it. You're going to have a gear set and you're like, wait, this gun is no longer as awesome as it was. Now, according to them, like as you change, everything changes. So we're going to have a lot to get used to. Yeah. And maybe we'll see. Maybe we go on the other side and we're like, oh, I don't really like these changes. But I... I don't know. We'll see. As long as it doesn't screw up any of my current stuff. Man. As it's, long as it doesn't affect all, Fran, <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't care. Me. That's
0: fine. Uh, breaking news for you. One the one that was, it was percolating as we got live, but now there's a full write-up on it. Uh, over at gamesindustry.biz, Brandon Sinclair reports, U.S. legislator proposes loot box ban. The debate over loot boxes continues as U.S. Senator Josh Hawley, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, today said he will introduce legislation to ban publishers from using exploitive exploit uh, game mechanic exploitive game mechanics in titles aimed at children and to prohibit children from accessing them in games aimed at adults According to Holly, the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act would prohibit offering randomized rewards to players through microtransactions, manipulating a game's progression system to encourage players to spend money or giving players who purchase microtransactions competitive advantages over others. The Federal Trade Commission would be responsible for enforcing the rules, treating the use of such mechanisms uh, as an unfair trade practice. Individual states would also be able to sue companies over violations to protect their residents. Yeah, we've seen this happen in other uh, Sure, Sweden was all stuff, over it, right? right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I, I, I don't think anybody is against the base idea of this. Sure. Like, yeah, they'll say, I, I want our uh, loot boxes that take advantage of me or just trying to steal my money. But somebody's got to be on top of this to regulate in a way that doesn't make it bad on some other side, right? Where maybe they start applying it to other things within game well, systems. Well, I mean, even and, this
0: is just so, I mean, prohibit offering randomized rewards to players through microtransactions. Well, that, that is a loot
1: box, Prohibit right? Prohibit offering randomized rewards. To players through microtransactions. Through microtransactions. So Yeah, like, I, I, I don't buy, know.
0: I can buy the... That is a
1: loot box, like you exactly. said. Exactly, and
0: I can buy in Division right now a cosmetic loot box. Does that fall in and that? that is what that is, right? Where I go yeah. and I can just buy it and then... So brrr, that, you know that's again? exactly it, like... <clears throat> it, uh, yeah,
1: are they literally just potentially going to ban something like that? Or is someone going to regulate, like, look, no, we're just going to look at how you've done it. And as long as you... Yeah, is, like. It-
0: Who's the, but who's the one who's deciding if it's egregious That's or not? That's what I'm so, saying. This is the same it's thing as always. Slippery, slippery slope. slope. where this always yeah. starts, right? Of like, I, whoever gets to interpret the law can then use it to their... Uh, uh, yep. As I recall, Benzema. as a good example,
1: I think, but you'll tell us, but I think Apex... Had done a reasonable job of exposing everything, so that's the thing a lot of that, And that's the
0: thing is, if if I show you drop rates and I
1: show yeah, you what you could get, and yeah, does that
0: does that get you out of it?
1: Yeah, ex- uh, I don't know if it gets you out of it according to what they want to do. I mean, this isn't a, a law or anything yet; it's just something. Yeah, that's yeah, being, it's being it's proposed. It. We'll see. But I these mean, are like you said, slippery slope. About the next
0: Fifteen years from so, on the show. I
1: mean, I don't know, like a world without microtransactions like as well, I don't really care because I don't want to have to do that in general but if it means cuz the flip side is if they're making a bunch of money on people who want that stuff the flare we've all been there in in uh, throughout our lives so, like you go to like a a concert and you might just want to buy like a dumb like thing that's flair and it's a complete waste of your money but like sure. you're excited you want, you to, want to be to a part of it the have bands, some extra. Man. and again probably a total rip off but the point is that if it doesn't affect the game and if you have a little fun with it, then maybe there's something there as long as the the developer makes money that they can continue to power making great games and so
0: you got to have that balance, I think. Fran? Yes, I love a good balance. <laughs> but balance is so far away. <laughs> if I wanted to know something more immediate like say what came to the Mamogov shops, where would I go?
1: The official list of <clears throat> upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday.
0: Do 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 yeah. The list today is brought to you by hymns and 23andMe. hymns is a wellness brand for men. You've heard us talking about hymns and how they are helping guys look their best. And if you haven't yet, it's time to see what they're all about. 66% of men start to lose their hair by the age 35, and once you notice thinning hair, it can be too late. For Hims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. hymns is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and. FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. Uh, these aren't snake oil pills or a gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. No more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. 4HIMS connects you to real doctors online, which can save you hours, and it's completely confidential and discreet. Let's violate that confidential and remind you that Nick and Andy both use HIMS. <laughs> Uh, I just walked up Andy's stuff the other day. He's still using it. He's still paying for it. It gets shipped over here. He gets to worry about his hair. Nick he gets steals the gummies. Nick still steals, steals the gummies. Yeah, it's a big problem around yeah. here. Uh, you can order now. My listeners can get started with HIMS, the complete hair kit, for just $5 right now while supplies last and subject to a doctor's approval. You can see the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy somewhere else. Go to forhims.com slash games That's F O R H I M S dot .com/gamesdaily forhims.com/gamesdaily 23 <coughs> and me is another one of our sponsors with 23 and me's health and ancestry service kit you can explore more than 125 personalized genetic reports that may reveal the link between your DNA and your health traits and more including your chances of developing certain diseases 23andMe recently released their newest health report on type 2 diabetes, which tells you your genetic likelihood for developing the disease and gives you personalized results and tools that can help with prevention. Diabetes is a growing public health challenge. One in three adults in the United States has prediabetes, but 90% of those with prediabetes don't know they have it. Type 2 diabetes is influenced by genetics It's not just lifestyle and weight Type 2 diabetes is a condition that typically develops As we get older and is caused by many factors Including diet and the lack of proper exercise You can order 23andMe Health and Ancestry Service Kit At 23andMe.com games That's the number 23andMe.com Slash games Again that's 23andMe.com games Out today Pillars of Eternity 2, Dead Fire is celebrating its one-year anniversary with Update 5.0, Legend of the Tech Arcs is on Xbox One and PC, The Adventures of Bertram Fiddle, Episode 1, A Dreadly (laughs) Business is on Xbox One, Woodle Tree Adventures is on Xbox One, Party Arcade is on PlayStation 4, Meow Motors is on Switch, and Gazers is on PC. Who the fuck is coming up with these names? <laughs> this is a, I feel like in a, I, I'm in a video game, and these are the generic video games <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling off the exactly, shelf and talking about. a fake
1: about. e-commerce store that's in the game.
0: New dates for you. Battle Gargrega and Aegis Defenders will be getting physical copies this Friday, May 10th. Peanut, the 8-bit-like 2D platformer adventure featuring a cute corgi, will be released on Steam on May 14th. Swords of Gargantuan, or Gargantua. VR game is coming out. Uh, it's a global beta, global open beta, May 15th through the 21st. <laughs> on May 15th, classic NES games, Donkey Kong Jr., Clue Clue Land, and Verse Excite Byte are coming to the Nintendo Entertainment System Nintendo Switch Online Collection. And then uh, uh, Capcom is, this is from GameSpot, Capcom is airing a Monster Hunter World Spring Update reveal live stream later this week on May 9th. The broadcast kicks off at 4 p.m. Pacific and will share new information about the game straight from the development team deals of the day. I got two for you. Number one, there's two new PlayStation VR bundles, Uh, blood and truth and everybody's golf are getting bundled with the camera, the move uh, wands and the headset. And that's coming out May 28th uh, for $349.99. And then Trover saves the universe is getting bundled with five nights at Freddy's and uh, the cam, uh, the camera, the headset, no move wands on May 31st for $299.99. Then uh, over on the Microsoft store, you can get Devil May Cry 5 and Resident Evil 2 on sale right now. Good games. You don't play the VR, right? <clears throat> no, I just don't have the space for it. I would yeah, love sure. to. That's why I'm, I'm interested
1: in Quest for cool. that reason. Oh, Quest like, is good. Yeah. You should borrow it if you want to try it. Yeah. F- oh, that's right. You yeah, actually, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Big fan. Yeah, because then I hope I just sit in whatever, because I stream, sit in a, a space that's a little smaller, but uh, we'll see. Small apartments out here.
0: David Scott writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, What's up, KFGD crew? So I'm a big VR enthusiast, and I understand you guys don't know a lot about that gaming world. Fuck you. I know a lot about PlayStation VR. <laughs> <laughs> Just PlayStation VR. If you're talking about PC, which it sounds like you probably are, then no, you're right. Is there any part of the gaming industry you wish you guys knew more about, like VR? Is there a niche that you wish you had someone at kind of funny to know more about? David Scott. When is there not uh, an area of like
1: gaming, gaming, ex- like giant, Monster bro. Hunter World? I don't, I didn't know if no, you, got loved it. It. Oh, got you got down. to play. you got to play! One hundred and thirty hours. hours. Yeah, yeah, we were obsessed. I, I would have loved it. Didn't have the time. But meaning, sure. there's always some category. Yeah. Uh, I always Jared, it. I feel like was a little more of our like old school. Sure, wisdom. Right, I don't right, know right. If, if anybody else around here has that, but there's don't you always Nick, feel Nick's that? Old. Nick's old.
0: Nick's He has no wisdom. Oh god. Totally. Yeah. No. No. I know. I. You know. I think it's interesting. At the end of David's question, he's like somewhat kind of funny. For me personally i wish that i had an interest in esports oh yeah i wish a... that i wa- and i mean i know andy likes overwatch league which is it's one thing to talk about it but i wish that like i cared enough about any of them and even games i like like I, I like playing rocket league but i don't watch rocket league yeah. championship series right like and i love talking about rocket league and i love talking to players from you know rocket league that are super into it. we did that uh san diego event last year at yep. comic con that was awesome i love that part of it and granted i like to think my, part of my job is i can talk to anybody about oh, anything yeah. their passion it pays off me but like I just like when it's when it is Overwatch League, and like I know Lucy's into it, and I know Andy's into it, and Nick isn't, but he fakes it. Like, it'd be cool (laughs) to be like, I want to go to LA and I want to go to the arena, I want to do this, but it's just like, it's just not for me. Yeah. I really wish I had my head around esports better. Yep. No, I think that's probably the the
1: biggest one. Esports would have been a a solid one on the team.
0: Tell Andy to get more into it, man. No, he's into it, but I just don't want to hear him fucking talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, cause all he says, woof, dude blue, Dallas. They <laughs> did this thing last night. I'm like, I, what are they playing division? Then I don't give a shit. If I had the right? time,
1: I'd be into that and much more. I just don't have the time. That's my issue. What are you so busy doing, huh? It live in life, Kevin. He's got to live, Kev. Live in life and streaming
0: in Zero, 0 writes into patreon.com slash games and says good morning Greg and Fran. I have a question on if you believe it's okay to separate the art from the artist. I bring this question up as the past few weeks have been drowned in we've been drowning in stories about Randy Pitchford and other not so nice topics. Games are made by people who are not Games are made by people who are not these people, but buying supporting games are also kind of supporting these people. <laughs> what right. are your thoughts on separating art from the artist and how to handle some of the complex topics on the things we love? Thanks for everything. Is that a way of saying should you buy Borderlands 3 with all this happening? I You're mean, like, I think it's, uh, you know, yester- the last two Games issues. Dailies have been, like, you know, very much uh, major stories and conversations around the Randy tweets, then David Eddings tweets, and then all this stuff yep. in the back and forth. Totally. And why I argue about on chance It's Why I go after the... Pr- all that stuff. Yeah, or the
1: issues at Riot, you know, sure. should you yeah, play yeah, yeah. a league, and, and, and on and on we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is absolutely it, is that it is a whole team of people. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of great people out there making these games. So for me, the answer is very simple. Yeah, I mean, I can completely separate the game and the art and what it is from some of these issues. These also are not... Um, in other words, the issues these are problematic. Examples? yeah. Yeah, but I was going to say they're not like um, huge you know, you're not supporting some, like, awful cause and and monetary fund for someone who's out there warmongering or whatever it is. You know, not that some of these things are okay. But I guess my point is, it's a little easier to say, look, the game's amazing. There's amazing people working on it. Um, For the Randy stuff, right?
0: Wherever, and, like, this is, of course, as I've brought up on both these shows now three in a row, the fact that uh, a very personal... Uh, uh personal relationship that also includes business, two of them I guess in this situation, are being aired in public now. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not at all trying to justify or put aside I mean, obviously if Randy really physically assaulted uh, yeah. Eddings like he said, that's fucking bullshit and that's a huge fucking problem and that's that's not okay. That's yeah. something that you should obviously I'm but saying he that, said, she said, we don't know, right? It, and, it, there's and, a lot but, of that going on. And so like it's it's a giant ball of wax there to try to uh, oh, yeah. uh, unpack right, and I we're seeing it happen live in public in a public forum, whereas usually that kind of shit would happen behind, you'd never even know if everything works. Right. I'm not saying that's good or bad. What I am saying is, again, what I thought was so powerful at the Borderlands event was when uh, Randy and Paul were joined by the entire staff behind them, yeah. the entire the, the hundreds of people that we, and the people that couldn't even be there that were still gone, right? That were still in Texas yep. or. Quebec yeah like it's like a lot of people work on that game and I don't want in this specific instance that you know whatever is happening or not happening with Randy and his personal uh, cohorts right to then affect what you think of that game because it's not like I think and I don't know it's not like I think though Randy is at Gearbox and people are coming in and they like, what? What should the level look like? And he's like, look at like this! And what yeah, should the story be? It looks like this! And who should voice this? It's gonna be this! And it's like he's not the one, he's not the end-all yeah. be-all of that game. He's a director, obviously,
1: but yeah, yeah I mean, th- there's an entire team behind it. That's the point. Yeah, we are in no way saying we're siding with Eddings or Pitchford. Or like, no. I, yeah, it's yeah, a whole yeah. ball of wax, like yeah, you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. I'm not condoning what's going on or maybe what happened and how bad this or that sounds. It's really that, to the question, there's amazing people that work on these games and we talked about it when Anthem was a flop and you know, people are like, well, should I support it? You know, if uh, if because um, they might just go off and make bad games. Again. It's like, look, like at the end of the day, yeah, you just judge the game and maybe, you know, don't overthink the people behind it unless there's something really bad happening. But,
0: and that, and, that, and but that's I, the thing is I, I like I like playing tight right now with what we know about this one instance. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think it's a different thing if it was. Uh, I'm not going to use real people's names. It's a smaller developer of seven people, and the person who is pretty much at the top of it turns out to be a fucking Nazi. And it's like, well, then okay, this that is a different, a much like, different. This issue. is a different thing that is not. I don't know if I, oh, I can separate art from the artist, right? Yeah. Like, no, like that's that, what I was saying. Exactly. That's why I want to be clear that I don't think this is a broad brush yeah, yeah separate a, the art from the artist I think it also comes down to personal decision your own ethics and your own uh, moral compass and where you draw the line and like okay that's unacceptable and there needs to be a repercussion for that Right.
1: yeah and I you, you mean you can use the product to fight back against you know people in positions of power obviously yeah like if people are unhappy with the league situation and the outcome of whatever happens, yeah <laughs> you can stop playing the game and try to protest through those means again I think that's a way to protest and support however you want but um, again if you're just like should I just just by the game. Look at the game itself, and if that's your main thing right now, you know I don't think you need to worry about some of these squabbles. Unless it
0: turns out that all hundred people on stage also punch David Etting, so <laughs> yeah, him. exactly. And that, it turns out then we're like, in big trouble. that yeah. it's a big Fight Club, apparently. <laughs> they all put on their their leather cuts and get on their Harley's <laughs> oh, oh right away. Sorry, yeah. definitely
1: uh, not a great issue, but uh, we'll, we'll, see keep, we'll keep
0: we'll keep you posted as uh, whatever happens. Every, that every other fucking day, ball away. I know, right? Exactly. Ken okay, was like, "How the new, how's the news?" and I'm like, "You know what? It's pretty normal, which is nice for a change because it's not you this weird like what the fuck's going." Friend, it's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes in to Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice. Why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. I don't need a pen. Abe writes in to Patreon.com slash kind of funny game. He needs games. He needs help on PC. Oh, God. His Discord server apparently is yeah. Galaxian. hashtag 2956. <laughs> It'll be in the YouTube description. Come on, you PC. Lo- I'm kidding, right? Discord, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Zaxxon Galaxian number sign 2956 says tax season is over, which means I can finally use my PC to actually play games again. Looking for some best friends to help me back into Fortnite, apex legends and other multiplayer goodness i usually get online between 7 and 10 p.m eastern time most days depending on work the best way to find me is through discord at zaxon Galaxian, hashtag 2956 parentheses i am in the kf discord if it makes it easier to find me and parentheses steam epic go. game uh, egs epic game store and origin are under that name as well give or take a clan tag spacing depending on character limit it's i zaxon look forward Galaxian. to experiencing season nine of Fortnite with some new best friends you if go. you want to play with Galaxians, Galaxian Zalaxian, I've already turned the page and forgot. Yeah, there's kind of funny Discord server. You can
1: check that out. Totally. Also, there's an FM3, discord.gg oh, slash FM3. There's no underscore in on that one, Greg. Well, I'm sure Gary Witta has one. What's Good has no, one. Nobody's got Discords. I'm surprised. <laughs> but uh, people uh, like... Oh,
0: for sure. What's Good does, right? Andrea's always no, what, talking about that. I think What's Good does. Yeah, yeah. she's what's good, the What's I mean, Good Guardians.
1: Su- I'm not totally surprised, but like out of the crew here, mm-hmm. not a ton of people use Discord as much. But to be fair, it is... I really got into it because of Destiny
0: and PC chat. I think it's a PC thing, right? And it's I, th- a, it, I, I think PlayStation's good enough that you not worry about it. It is a
1: PC thing, but I do actually. It's just an amazing like chat tool to chat in a group. It's like a live version of Reddit. You know, you can go in a room about X and uh, have a great community just able to see. Touch that's why it. it doesn't
0: work for me though. Yeah. It's because just chat rooms are so hard to keep up with to begin with. You go in there, you got to scroll all the way back. Depends time. on how
1: busy they are. You should try. Oh, uh, kind home. of
0: funny. It's pretty popular. It's pretty popular. All all right. Right. All don't right. worry about it. I see you over there. You need to join a smaller server, Greg. <laughs> that Come, on in. Come on uh, It's time to go to You're wrong we ask people watching live on twitch.tv Slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com Slash you're wrong tell us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight For everybody watching later on youtube.com Slash kind of funny games um, As usual the only time we talk About this ghost recon thing is when it's breaking News and then you're wrong apparently There's been a leak I saw it pop up over here uh, On reddit that yeah an image leaked Out that talks about tom clancy's ghost Recon breakpoint wolves collector's edition okay. uh so maybe that hasn't been officially leaked there was a good question in here though because you know it's tomorrow is this stream yeah. right there was yeah. a good question here from andrew uh Dramas. maybe yeah no i'm gonna say Dramas, uh who's like good morning uh i'd like to hear your thoughts on whether the reveal for ghost recon could be something that it isn't uh oh ubisoft has pub has another ip people have been speculating that watchdogs is going to invade this oh. like, We're doing a Ghost Recon thing, and then they're gonna invade because, like, technically, uh, what it was 2017 that we got Wildlands, which wasn't that long ago, two years no, ago, yeah. and then we got Watchdogs in 2016. So it feels like, and Watchdogs has been the Wait, one are they've people been saying teasing. That they're gonna combine into <clears throat> no people are saying, that it's which a, I fucking it's, love, it's bait is that this Ghost Recon thing is all bullshit. Oh, it's they, like a hacked Watch dogs Wildlands thing. did just put out a piece of DLC, story DLC, that it has Shane from The Walking Dead in it, and Punisher, whatever, I can never remember his name, sorry, yeah. uh, in it, and so it's like this thing of, are they trying to drum up this excitement for Ghost Recon so that they can, take in the, they can start this thing, we're doing the Ghost, and it goes like, bom, bom, and it's like dead sec, and it's like That World would Watch be inter- I like the theory, I don't know that there's that, but just I'm the curious fa- with the image, does it look Markedly
1: different than the version from 2017, all the jungle and hard to tell.
0: What do you mean?
1: In other words, does it look like it might be set in it was like whatever South? Oh, area, we don't even know area. that much. Like but there's, there's this a teaser thing, and then there's this hints. guy.
0: There's this thing on Reddit here that's a screen it's grab of Breakpoint, a, a and knife, it's a yeah. dude in like. It's a dude in like a poncho. It looks like a generic okay. dude with a giant gun. Hard to tell. It would be fucking awesome, I think, if they were. And I was like, well, why don't you do Assassin's Creed? And I was like, oh, well, Assassin's Creed would get people really angry. Yeah. yeah. Ghost Recon, a smaller Ubisoft franchise that's popular Recon. enough, and you just got a piece of story DLC. I think you just hit the nail on the head, though. Do you really want to piss, piss off, off your all of
1: the Ghost Recon fans yeah. by doing this? Uh, sounds fun, but I think it's going to be Ghost Recon. So.
0: Um... What else we get wrong? <laughs> uh, Fiery says that, yes, uh, Apex drop rates were provided. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. They were they were proved to not be accurate, he says. Damn. But source. He doesn't he have a, a link. He doesn't that have that, a link. I don't believe it. That, you know, I don't know if that's true. They did provide it.
1: My guess is that was just a bug or something. And I mean, then least Lord
0: of Pwn says John Bernthal is the Punisher and Shane from The Walking Dead. That is correct. Thank you very much. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ben kind of funny games daily each and every week day and a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game <laughs> news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games with your questions comments concerns everything under the video game sun of course you can watch this live twitch.tv slash kind of funny games watch us later youtube.com slash kind of funny games listen to us on podcast services around the globe uh fran it's always a pleasure Let's get back into vision, baby. I'll see you again. If we're going to be in DC tonight. I'll see you uh, tomorrow for a Gamescast. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Then, of course, like I said, twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore. Thank you, Greg. You can see Fran anytime. Until next time, no. It's been our pleasure to serve you.